0: Amen. Man, we're excited about what God's doing. Now, I'm telling you, God is awesome. Amen. And he's got this amazing plan for your life. I said he has this amazing plan for your life. You know, uh, most of us around here can quote Jeremiah 29, 11. We've heard it a couple of times over the past 13 years. And, 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 you know, but it says, I know the thoughts I think towards you. It's like God talking to us, and he says, I, I, I know the thoughts, I think towards you. How many of you know that God's been thinking about you? Huh. And, and, you, you know, if, how many are glad that you're no longer in the place you used to be? Because, you know, b- back in the day, you know, uh, if you you're suddenly of a revelation that God's thinking about me, you probably thought, dear Lord, we're in trouble. Right, but but then you get to you you, you get to start knowing God, and, and you start finding out that He's He's not thinking negative thoughts towards you. His thoughts aren't aren't evil towards you, right? So in other words, He's not thinking about the you that you're thinking about. He's not thinking about the you that's been burned into your brain. He's thinking about the you that's been burned into his brain. Okay? Because there's an image. See, see, words hold thoughts, and thoughts contain images. right? And so when God's thinking about you, there's an image that he sees. And, and most of the time, it's radically different from the image that you see when you think about you. And, dude, this just does something to me when I start thinking about the reality that, man, when, when I start meditating God's Word, I am opening myself up to a collision with God's thoughts. God is actually attempting to introduce me to His thoughts. He, he has invited you to think the thoughts of God. Dude, is that awesome? Because I'm telling you, a lot of us, our thoughts aren't God's thoughts, huh? <laughs> yeah. Ryan's like, <laughs> yeah. You know, the, the, the thoughts we think, it doesn't take a, a genius to figure it out. A lot, most of the time, that ain't God's thought. That was my thought. But God's wanting you to be introduced to his thoughts. And, and, and the more time you spend, pressing, and, and let, let, let me just tell you this about your thoughts, just, just a strategy, you know, a plan, a discipline for your thought life, your first thought's never your best thought. So, you know, you have to take that thought and then begin to think about the thought. And begin to, to 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 unpack that thought, and where did that come from, and how does that line up, and what scripture backs it up, and, and, and because there are things that you know that are preventing you from knowing what you need to know that could take you where you need to go, and, and and if you don't if you don't you know strategically go after your thought life and make sure that you are on track, you you will begin to know something that actually stops you, that that prevents you because you you know things you know things about you that God wants you to unknow. Because that, that, that was the old you. See, if any man be in Christ, he's new. Hello? Well, that old stuff, that's passed away. A new life has begun. A new life has begun in you, and, and, and a new life's going to demand new thoughts. And you have to have these thoughts so that you can begin to see these images, so you can see the right thing. Have you ever had somebody say to you, well, the way I see it, well, what's, what happens if the way you see it is wrong? Right? See, uh, uh, we, we, we've, got, we've got to deal with some stuff. Look at somebody tell them we need to deal with some stuff. Because check it out. Proverbs 23. Let's look at that for a minute. Proverbs 23.7. Oh, how did that make that in there? I don't know how that happened, but let's just stop for a minute. Hey, Dad. You doing all right? Huh? Eight pounds, eight ounces. (laughs) You know, I told the kids the other day, just leave that up for a while, it's okay. Uh, I I told the kids the other day, I said, man, you guys are so blessed. She's got my looks. Oh, man. Oh, man. I was holding her, sitting there in the room holding her. And she looked right up at me and she said, Pops. Good looking and smart. Hey, man, Pops, that's what she's calling me. Call him calling Shelby Mimi. She ain't calling me Pee-Pee, okay? I'm not Pee-Pee. I'm Pops, okay? Is that awesome? Dude, I need to hurry. I got something to do. Okay, Proverbs. Proverbs, check it out. Proverbs 23, 7. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. See, when you got born again, some crazy cool stuff happened. I said, when you got born again, some really awesome stuff took place. You ought to be happier than that. Do we need to go back and get born again again? Because When you got born again, man, that, that old stuff died and, and, and a brand new life started up. But, but here's the problem is that what, what occurred in your spirit, you, you know, your, your mind doesn't quite understand. And, and, and it's not as a man's spirit is, so is he, it's as a man thinks, so is he. So your spirit can be right, but your head can be wrong, and your head will take you to the wrong place, even though you're the right guy, right? So it's as a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. So what we're trying to do is connect like, uh, you know, like the Bible teaches us in Acts 26, verse Uh, 2, you know, we got a guy, and he said, I think myself happy. And see, I want you to understand something today, that the circumstances of your life haven't, you know, dictated, you know, how life is going, but how you think dictates how your life is going. You can think yourself happy, you can think yourself healthy, you can think yourself wealthy, you can think yourself blessed, you can think yourself cursed, you can think yourself under, you can think yourself out, or you can think yourself in. I think myself happy. And so you got to stop and ask yourself, how am I thinking? I need to think good so that I can live good, right? Because the way you think is going to determine the, the, the image that you're seeing. It's going to determine how you, how you see life. If you see wrong, it's because you think wrong. And, and if you're thinking wrong, it's because you meditated the wrong stuff. That, you know, that's why, you know, and Joshua, he said, man, don't, don't, don't get caught without God's Word in your mouth. Meditate on it day and night, day and night. And you know how to meditate. You just call it worry. It's when you take a thought and it becomes the dominant thoughts of all other thoughts. When that thought dictates the direction of every other thought. See, when, when, when you're not having enough impacts every decision that you're making. When, when, when that is the dominant thought. But if God's word's going to be the dominant thought, then you have to start thinking on God's word more than you think of anything else. And then you take God's word and you make every other thought align with God's thought. So, and that's bringing every thought into captivity. That's doing what the Bible teaches us. See, if you're, if you're a born again believer, you do not have the right to think whatever you want to think. The Bible tells you what to think and what not to think. You know, think on these things if anything is just, if anything is pure, if anything is lovely. And, and all these other thoughts, bring those into, th- into captivity. As a matter of fact, put those thoughts in- into, into prison. You know, this doesn't happen because you come to church once a week. You know, I wish we could do a prayer tunnel, you know, and just line up some anointed folk and get a bottle of oil and have everybody walk through, and you walk in ignorant and walk out a genius. But it's, but there, you know what, there's steps you have to take. You, you have to take some steps, man. You, you, you have to apply. The Bible says study. Show thyself approved unto God. Man, it doesn't mean study so that God will approve you. It means study to show yourself that you have God's approval. Last time something went wrong, did you ask yourself, wonder what I did wrong? How did we get here? I, I must have been man, I'm always doing something wrong. I'm always making mistakes. I'm not, see, you need to study to show yourself approved unto God. Because things that are happening in life aren't necessarily the result of you. If your faith needs to be perfected, you're not living by faith. That, that'll take a while. You need to meditate that. If you're having to fix your faith, you're not even living by faith. You're thinking wrong. You're thinking wrong. Look at uh, Proverbs 27. Uh, You got that one? No? He said, be of good cheer. I believe God. It shall be exactly as it was told me, dear sirs, be of good cheer. I believe God; it shall be exactly as He told me. Did I give you? Did I give you one? And uh, I know. I know. I gave it to you. It's not a big deal. Be of good cheer. Acts twenty-seven twenty-five. If you want to write it down. He said, "Cheer up." Oh, okay cheer up. I believe God. Who do you believe? See, if if you start meditating the Word of God, and you start thinking the thoughts of God, and you start seeing what God's seeing, then all the other things you'll be able to recognize as a distraction. And those other things won't have the, the authority or the power to cause you to go the off track. You you think about this for just a minute. You won't be uh, uh, led off target. What if the enemy lost his ability to get you to go the wrong way? What if suddenly you had the ability? to stay on track, no matter what circumstances you faced? What if you could see so clearly where God was taking you that other directions, other options, exits, you know, no longer enticed you? Now, I think this is where God's wanting to get you because he, he's wanting to take you into a place of abundance, right? Right? He, 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 Jesus came not just so that you could have life but so you have life in abundance that you'd have abundant life more than enough that you would have more life than death more joy than sorrow more peace than chaos more hope than despair more provision than life more healing than sickness he came to introduce you into a life that is just amazing but I got to ask you a question what do you know about abundance because maybe what you know about abundance is preventing you from knowing what you need to know about abundance that could take you into abundance. See, because what do you know about abundance? What do you see when you, when you begin to think about abundance? Are you sure that the image that comes up in you is the image that God sees for you? See, because God's calling things that you can't see into a place where you can see them. That's what it says in Romans 4.17, that God is calling things that are not as though they are, and he's speaking it into you so you can meditate it, so you can see what he's seeing about your future. Dude, I'm about ready to lose it. God wants to show you something you can't see, but you can't think the thoughts you've always thought. So you're going to have to be able to take your thought and put it aside and begin to meditate on his word until you're thinking his thoughts. And then when you begin to think his thoughts, you begin to get a glimpse of the image that he sees. And he doesn't want you moving off so fast. He wants you to hold on now until you can see exactly what I'm seeing. See, because if you could see what God sees about your abundant life, you would suddenly recognize that, oh man, God's going to position me to win and succeed in every given situation. It doesn't make any difference what it looks like, feels like, smells like, tastes like. I'm going to win. And if you got that birth on the inside of you, then all kinds of hell can break loose in the middle, but it doesn't prevent you. Suddenly, you're not even afraid. You're not intimidated by anything. That's what this dude said. Man, he's standing in front of a king. (laughs) You know, I think myself happy. He's standing in front of a king. His hands are bound. His feet are bound. His back is covered with scars from where he's been beaten. He's been beaten with 39 stripes five times, left for dead four times, shipwrecked twice. And he stands in front of the king and goes, dude, I'm a happy man. How how in the world? I don't know that you get it. Man, that's, that's really awesome. That's really cool that he could be happy even in the midst of that. No, I don't know that you get it. Because 30 years prior to that moment, God showed him a picture of that moment. God said, you're going to stand in front of kings and declare that Jesus is alive. And he went through hell to get there, but that picture was so real that when hell rose up against him, it didn't deter him. Why? Because I've seen where I'm standing. I'm going to stand in front of a king. I'm going to tell him that Jesus is alive. And they're trying to kill you. Well, they can't kill me. Why? Because I haven't stood in front of the king yet. Why? Because he meditated. Man, I'm telling you. You've been meditating something. I said you've been meditating something. There's a dominant thought. What's it take? What's it take to to push you over the edge? What's it take? Just, man, that was the final straw. I didn't know you were a straw collector. Man, we got... you know, Romans 12 too, God's Word. We love it in God's Word's translation. He said, don't be like the people of this world. And, and, and I just got to tell you that if God's Word says don't do something, don't do it. Okay? So don't be like the people of this world. And if you just stop right there, you know, that, I, I kind of wonder what picture you'd see in your mind. You know, don't be like the people of this world. So what what what, what what's that picture? You know, you, you, I, I don't know. You're seeing somebody, you, you know, Tattoos. Harley shirt. What do you see? Well, it's partying. You know, smoking dope. I mean, all of that, is, is, there's, there's, you know, I'm just saying, I'm just asking, what do you see? And he doesn't stop there, though. He's a don't be like the people of the world. Instead... Change the way you think. So he's saying, he's not really talking about doing what they do, but it's thinking how they think. See, we'll get to that doing stuff later, but, it, but you, you got to start with how you're thinking. Man, don't think like the people of this world. Instead, change the way you think. Change, see, don't think like somebody who ain't got God. I mean, I can understand how you'd be so Depressed. If you ain't got God. But I don't get how you could be depressed if you know God. See, you think you know God, but no, you don't know God. See, what you know is preventing you from knowing what you need to know to take you where you need to go. Well well, don't 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 be mean to the to the depressed. What are you talking about? Being mean. How about we flip a light on and introduce you to the God who has picked you up out of the miry clay and set your feet upon a rock and dropped a new song in your heart, even praise unto our God. How, how about you get to know the God? I mean, get to know God. Get to know his, him and be so connected to his word that it changes the way you think. Then, see, if you change the way you think, then you'll always be able to determine You'll always be able to determine what God really wants. You will be able to determine what God really wants. You know, you will know the will of God. It's telling us that if you don't change the way you think, you won't even know the will of God. Well, if it's God's will, he'll make it happen. See, there's something that you know that's preventing you from knowing what you need to know that could take you where you need to go because God ain't going to make it happen. God's already made it happen, and now you have to enforce it in your life. Well, I'm asking God for wisdom, and I'm standing on James 1, 5 that says, if any man lacks wisdom, let him ask of God who giveth liberally to all men and upbraideth not. I'm asking God for wisdom. Okay, that's awesome. And you know what? You know what's awesome about that? Is there some real revelation there? If anyone lacks wisdom, has anybody in here ever lacked wisdom? If you didn't raise your hand, that was a great moment for you where you just demonstrated it. Okay, so, so, so now we know you really well. Okay, if any man lacks wisdom, you can ask God. You have access to God. <laughs> Woo! I'm so glad that if I call you, you might answer It might take two or three days to get you to return the call. But I can call God and He will answer. I have access to God. I have access to God. I can ask God. If you lack wisdom, you can ask God who gives liberally, which doesn't just mean a bunch of it. It's liberal. It's fast. Boom. You ask God for wisdom, there it is. I need wisdom. Whoop, there it is. Well, that's not really the way it works in my life. I have to really seek wisdom. No, it comes really fast. I said wisdom comes really fast. But see, Proverbs says that a house is built. Through wisdom, a house is built. And through understanding, it is established. And in knowledge, all of its chambers are filled with good and pleasant riches. See, knowledge is information. What can, can we? Because I'm in a hurry. Uh, can we just cut right to the chase? The, see, our culture, the American church, we have tons of information. We, I mean, you need info. You can Google anything you want, and it's okay. And I'm telling you, God and wisdom is faster than your Google. Okay. And and you, you go to Google, you go to Google and you get info. Okay? Info is important. It's like, hey, I got some scripture. Okay, I'm getting some information. But see, understanding is comprehension. So understanding comes when you've spent time with the information. So it's like Mark 424 in the Amplified, it said it's the level of thought and study that you give to the truth you hear that determines the level of virtue and knowledge that comes back to you. Okay, so uh, you get power out of the word because you've given thought and study to it. So you take information and you begin to meditate that information, you begin to meditate that word. Are you with me? You begin to spend some time on that word and, and allow it to begin to change your your, your insight. On, on what because see what you thought was actually preventing you and so he 's teaching you how to unlearn so that you can relearn what you need to learn so that you could so it can empower you the way it needs to empower you right so you had information but now you have uh, n- now you have uh, uh, comprehension of that information then when you and wisdom is the ability to imply that what you 've learned to comprehend so when you ask God for wisdom but you haven 't spent time getting info and developing comprehension he gives you wisdom and you don't know how that fits just trying to here's the deal see i want to help you win i i said i want to help you win and yeah but i asked god for wisdom and and, and i got nothing no it's, you had nothing to start with see you 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 want a miracle see abundance comes in steps you, you see abundance as a, as, a, as a sudden breakthrough. No, abundance is something that, that you grow into. See, you, you, have, you have faith as the grain of a mustard seed, but you have problems the size of mountains. Isn't it crazy that your problem's always so much bigger than your faith? Isn't it not crazy that your issue is always way bigger than your faith? But see, when he gave you the seed, the mustard seed faith, you weren't supposed to put it in your pocket. You're supposed to sow it in your heart. You're not supposed to keep it a seed. You're supposed to grow it so that when you get to the mountain, your faith's actually bigger than the mountain. So that when you get to where you need to go, man, what you're dealing with isn't a problem. Dude, that's a stupid speed bump. Why? Because I have been equipped by God. I am ready for and equal to anything that comes my way through Christ who's infusing me with an inner strength. I am ready for anything. Are you ready for anything? Or can anything cause you to go down? I need wisdom. Okay, have you gotten information? Have you developed comprehension? Now wisdom's going to make some sense. But if you don't have information and you're working on comprehension then you've given god you'll hear a word behind these saying this is the way walking in it when you turn to the left or the right the word behind you is not an angel whispering in your ear it's the word sown in the past that comes up in the present that unlocks the door to the future if you haven't got the word in the past then your presence is going to be kind of shaky and you are not really going to have a collision with the future why because you're not prepared you are not ready for anything and i'm not going to get to where i was going See, you, you just need to make this commitment to yourself, okay? I'm going to take the Word of God until I'm thinking the thoughts of God. And I'm going to understand that my first thought's not my best thought. There's a pretty good chance my first thought is a wrong thought. So I'm going to take that thought and go into the presence of God, and we're going to start talking about that thought until it begins to change my thought because I don't want to be like the people of this world. I want to change the way I think so that I will always know what God wants. See, a lot of us are under the impression that, that, well, we're after what we want. We don't even slow down to find out what God wants. And a lot of times we misunderstand because what God wants is actually in the end more than what you wanted is actually better for you than what you thought. Hello? So you will if we would go after what God wants. See, I think I think there's something about seeking first the kingdom of God. Do you know why we do praise and worship first? It's not so that you can run late. You know, well, that way, you know, that, that way we can slip in and, uh, you know, if you, if you ever wonder, I wonder why they open the garage doors at the end, but they're never open at the front. It's because you got here after they closed them. Okay. Let, let, let me just, let me just share something with you real quick. Praise and worship, well, yeah, I don't come in for that because I don't like it. We're not doing that for you. We we do praise and worship first because praise and worship is what we offer Him. And, you know, we want Him to prepare a table for us. No, we are going to prepare a table for Him. And He's first. And He's first. And see, if you don't have to be there for the part that's honoring Him. You're just here for the part that's going to help you. You might want to change the way you think so that you can determine what He wants. Because when we do what He wants, (laughs) He knows what we need. And, and, And He begins to do things in our life that we didn't even know we needed. And He begins to open doors that we didn't even know were shut. And he begins to perform in ways that we didn't even think were possible. And he begins to make connections that we didn't even know existed. They didn't. He calls things that don't exist into existence for those who have sought him. Think his thoughts. Think his thoughts. Think his thoughts. And he'll begin to reveal what he's seeing. To you. See, he'll begin to, he'll begin to reveal a picture to you, and you'll begin to see something that you have never seen before. And I just want to encourage you right now that if you if you begin to meditate on his word and you begin to develop his thought, and that thought begins to give birth to images, you're gonna and you start thinking and seeing you the way that God's thought of you and sees you, it'll change everything. Because God doesn't see you as a mistake. God doesn't see you as a failure. God doesn't see you as a problem. Man, you need to see yourself the way God sees you. God sees you victorious. God sees you healthy. God sees you wealthy. God sees you blessed. God sees you above only, not beneath. God sees you as the head and not the tail. God sees you. God sees you demonstrating Satan's defeat. God sees you strong and able and and, and a conqueror. God sees you that way. And you need to see what God sees. Come on, somebody. You know what I want you to do? I want you to set your stuff down, bow your head, close your eyes. I just want to pray for everybody in the room. God, I just pray that you'd help us begin to help each other. God, that we begin to see ourselves, begin to see others. God, it, it, with the same with the same image that you see. That we would be uh, formed into the image of your sons, your daughters. God, that we begin to see who we are. That we begin to see who you've called us to be. And that that, that picture, that image would begin to draw us to the place that, that that many of us have never been to before that God that we'd stop taking exits when we should stay on the road God when uh, when, when we when we feel like caving in and giving up that God that, that image would be so strong in us that it would it would motivate us and empower us to, to keep going that we would endure when, and normally when we would have stopped that God that we will refuse to stop that we will press God. We just thank you so much. You're such a good God. We magnify you. While heads are bowed and eyes are closed, if you're in this room today and you're living separated from God, man, you you can't leave this room that way. You got to get your life right with Jesus. You you got to begin. You you got to begin. Maybe maybe you're in here and it's time to begin again. Okay? Because you, you know that, that that you've just gotten off track. You know that you've started uh, you know listening more to the enemy than you are to God. You, the picture that you have, you know, is not the one that God has. And you need to realign. You need to let God be the, 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 the one that's in control in your life. You need to surrender your life. And if you're in this room, we're all going to pray a prayer together. And, 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 and uh, I'm not calling anybody out, not having anybody stand. You're not coming forward. But... You need to, you need to, you need to respond. It's my response in the middle of my need that releases abundance. You want abundant life? Then you have to respond and you need him. You need Him. So if you're here today and you say, you know what, i I, this prayer that everybody's going to pray, everybody's praying it, but God, it's going to be like me and you. There's going to be a, there's going to be a moment with me and Jesus. And I'm making this prayer personal. I want to personally agree with you in prayer. So while nobody's looking around, heads are bowed, eyes are closed, if you're here today and you say, Tom, I'm making this prayer, my prayer, I want you to hold your hand up really high just so I can agree with you. Just lift your hand up real quick. Thank you. 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 That's awesome. It's awesome. I just, want, I just want Jesus, man. I, I just want Jesus. I, I don't want to be like the people of this world. I'm ready to change the way I think. I'm ready to give him control. So I'm making this prayer my prayer. Just one more second, while, while heads are still bowed, I just I can just feel it, And It's like God's calling somebody, saying, "Listen, this is your moment, and you need to take a step. You need to begin right here, and you need to respond." So I'm just waiting on you. Just hold your hand up real quick. I, I know there's one more. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. That's awesome. You can put them down. That's awesome. I want everybody in this place just say, "Dear Heavenly Father, I know I need you. I need your love." I need your acceptance. I know I need your forgiveness. Come into my life. Change me from the inside out. Give me hope. Give me strength. Give me peace. I choose to live for you. Every day of my life. I'm starting now. Thank you for saving me. Thank you for setting me free. In the mighty name of Jesus, amen. Come on, everybody, give God a shout.